November 3rd, 1995, the National Basketball Association makes its way north of the border. The Vancouver Grizzlies and Toronto Raptors made their regular season NBA debuts. Both teams got their inaugural season started off on the right foot as the Grizzlies topped the Trailblazers while the Raptors beat the Nets. I want to take a little break from talking American politics here and look back at the last quarter century of pro basketball in Canada. And to help me do that, please to welcome to the show the host of the NBA on TSN, Rod Black. Rod, how you doing? Good, Jeff. You sure you don't want to talk politics? I, uh, I, yeah, I've no, done I enough talking talk politics. about politics. Although I will tell you it was political when the Grizzlies left. And 25 years later, man, I'd like to see two teams back in Canada. There's my lone political statement for the day. Two well, more teams, uh, you know, to, to add to the, the Canadian lore, not just one. So when you say two more teams, then you're saying, of course, that's three, right? North of the border. So yes, one in Vancouver. Add an, now we can add Montreal. Then we're going to add Halifax. Then we're going to add Winnipeg. Depending on the, uh, the state of the, the election today, who knows? A lot of NBA teams might want to come north. Hey, I don't mind that whatsoever. I would like to see more basketball here in this country. That's for sure. Well, since we are here in BC, I want to start with talking about basketball on the West Coast. And you brought it up that the fact that the Grizzlies only lasted six seasons. Um, just how big of a shame is it that you know we only got to see basketball here in Vancouver for such a short period of time? Yeah, it's a terrible shame and very disappointing. And I, I recall the day and, and the rumors and the whispers that were out there prior to it happening. And, uh, you know, I think I've been on this show before and, and talking in, in Kamloops before about, you know, how, how great it is in British Columbia to, to watch young basketball players, boys and girls who dreamed of, you know, bigger things, whether it was college scholarships or the NBA. And I recall back when the Grizzlies, you know, came aboard it and, you know, it helped ignite the dreams of one Steve Nash and other you know, BC natives. And, you know, you, you think about what it could have done and where we could have been years and years later. I mean, it's, it, I, I loved doing the games in Vancouver uh, just because of the fan base. Uh, they were very knowledgeable. It was electric in what was then GM place. Uh, unfortunately, they just didn't have a very good team. And now, you know, Toronto also didn't have a, a very good team, you know, but, you know, years later, they, they become a championship uh, caliber team. Uh, years later, you know, everybody's talking about them being a model franchise. I still think that the Grizzlies were there. They just, unfortunately, Jeff, they just didn't have the ownership stake. There was uh, some infighting regarding ownership at the time. And, you know, honestly, they, they may have been an, an, an addendum to 1995 when, you know, the Raptors and the Bittal family, you know, launched uh, the bid to bring basketball north of the border. And, and Commissioner David Stern said, well, why not too? And you know, it was great. I, those six years were phenomenal. I love the Naismith Cups. I, I love the battle between the two teams, the comparison between the two teams. And they were fledgling. They were expansion teams. So, you know, we had to, you know, we had to suffer a little bit. But, man, I, I think, you know, we've suffered a whole lot more, uh, especially on the West Coast, knowing that, you know, the Grizzlies could have and should have stayed there. And and I've talked to a lot of people over the course of my time here in BC, and you know there is still a passion for basketball here in this province, and and it's very evident when you see some of the rallies to try to bring the Grizzlies back, and there's documentaries made to say let's bring the Grizzlies back. Do you think we'll ever see basketball in BC again? Hmm. You know that's a really good question. I mean, obviously, you know there are there are other areas where they would like to expand in the United States. You know, you look at what. Seattle did with hockey and the Kraken coming aboard. You know, is there a void for teams in, you know, the Pacific Northwest? Yes, there, you know, yes, there is. I would arguably also say that, you know, the, 
the best rivalry for the Vancouver Grizzlies at the time was not the Toronto Raptors, but was, you know, the Seattle Supersonics, mm-hmm. was, you know, the Portland Trailblazers, teams that were a little closer to them. So, um, you know, I, I'm sure that the NBA is thinking outside the box a little bit um, and maybe thinking about the dollars, potentially a Las Vegas team down the road. And I mean, it's just the, the climate has changed. Remember when, you know, the Grizzlies were around, the Canadian dollar was was terribly low um, and not that it's any higher now. I mean, the, the politics at the time were a little bit different. Uh, having said that, I still think that, yes, there could be a chance that maybe there is a franchise somewhere that would like to move. The problem is that, I guess the problem, it's not a problem for the NBA. The, the good thing is that they have very healthy franchises everywhere, and it's a very expensive ticket now. I'm not sure who has the deep pockets, whether, you know, the, the, the Vancouver Canucks uh, organization might be thinking about potentially getting in and trying to, to secure a team if there was a team that suddenly faltered. Who knows the way the economy is going to go? Who, here's another one, Jeff. Who's, who knows what the NBA is going to do after mm-hmm. this? If, if, we get a, if and when we get out of this pandemic, you know, what... What the, what the state of the game will be like in terms of the finances. I mean, the NBA just lost a billion dollars, it looks like, playing in the bubble. So is there a chance? I, mean, I think I'm going a, a, a long way around saying that, yes, I think there would be, but, I, I, you know, obviously you have to look at it, and I think that the NBA probably would look uh, probably south of the border first. But I would like to think that there would be somebody out there that would look at it and say, yes, the Grizzlies. First of all, there are no Grizzlies, Jeff, as we know, in Memphis, um, <laughs> there, there, there. Although there are no lakes really in Los Angeles, so at the same time, you know, you move teams. I would have liked if they would have just kept the, the moniker because you know the Grizzlies could have, you know, kept that and then potentially had a team down the road. I would love myself. I would love to see you know Vancouver get a franchise again. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe you and I can just kind of go to the bank and get a loan or something. But <laughs> we probably need about two billion. Something yeah, like that. I don't know if the bank would give that to me. Um, but we haven't seen that before with the names, right? I mean, the Charlotte Bobcats then all of a sudden got mm-hmm. the Hornets moniker back, so it's not yeah. out of the question for yeah. something like that no, to it's happen. Not out right? of the question, and yeah, and I just that Grizzly thing just never worked for me in Memphis for some reason. Uh, and, and by the way, it's 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 a tremendous franchise in Memphis, and they've done very well. And by the way, you know, Tennessee. You look at what they've done for pro sports in that area, same thing. But I guess, you know, you never know what the future could hold. But, you know, I'd love to see Vancouver get a team back, and I'd love to see that Grizzly name return because it just seems so logical. I love the uniforms. I'm sure you see the uniforms still around. It's crazy that we're talking right now. I was out this morning, and, you know, there were two kids walking in a mall with masks on, and, you know, they had Grizzly hats and Grizzly jerseys on. And one was wearing... um, a Bibby jersey, and one was wearing a Raheem jersey, Abdur Raheem jersey. And I'm, I'm living just north of Toronto, so that says a lot of, a, you know, the staying power of that franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, switching switching back to the Raptors here just for a second, I mean, can you take yourself back to, to 1995 and envision at that point in your life ever thinking that there was a possibility of a championship coming mm-hmm. north of the border? Because I feel like that would have been a really hard thing to imagine. It's a first-year expansion team, and, and you know, you're just excited to see games actually being played in Canada, let alone thinking about any actual success. Yeah, yeah especially when, you know, we're in a, in a dome that, you know, potentially seats 60,000. There's some 33,000 people in it, you know, and the half the dome is empty and it's, it, it's echoing. And I don't think fans at the time were as knowledgeable of a basketball, perhaps as hockey. Uh, 
you know, the team kind of sucked. <laughs> you know, there was some excitement. There was some exciting moments. They, they did beat the Chicago Bulls. But then again, you looked at the Bulls and you looked at all the other teams and you're thinking, man, is there even a sliver of a chance in my lifetime that there would be a championship? But I think what happens is when you start out like that, and I'm sure the people in Vancouver thought the same thing with the Grizzlies. And, you know, would, would you have thought that the Grizzlies also would have moved? So, I, you know, I kind of... You know, I, I took it with a grain that, that it was an expansion team. There, there are going to be baby steps. Uh, there are going to be, you know, there are going to be those lean years. But then, you know, 1998 happened, and, the, you know, the Raptors traded and at, on draft day and got Vince Carter, and then things kind of really started to launch from there, Jeff. And, you know, you started to see a buzz, and I then, then you know, quickly, it's when Carter came and, you know, they had a team with Charles Oakley on the team, and, you know, Del Curry and Dee Brown and, and, you know, Muggsy Bogues even came a little bit later. And, you know, you looked at it and you went, oh, my goodness. This team legitimately might have a chance to win a championship even back then, back in, you know, 2001. And that, that buzz kind of evaporated, uh, you know, after Vince left. And the team went through some lean years again and some, some trauma off the court in the front office and some bad moves. And, uh, they, you know, when Messiah Jury came, that's when everything really kind of started to to crystallize mm-hmm. for the Raptors. And you had an idea that this was legit. Now, even when Masai came, did I think that, you know, like seven or eight years later, they would win a championship? I don't think so, because they always had LeBron James in their way. But I think a lot of things had to happen. And it started at the top, this, this, this once-fledgling, <laughs> you know, team that had these crazy red dinosaurs on their uniform in front of the... This, this sold-out yet half-filled stadium uh, that, that the team that wasn't very good, full of you know players that nobody else wanted, would eventually make it. I guess, you know, eventually it did happen. So I guess, I, you know, anything, anything in life is possible. Hey, yeah. Donald Trump became a president, you know, four years ago. So that, yeah. was, that was also possible. It's funny you bring up those early 2000s years because every once in a while I do look back and think, man, what a shame that, you know, Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady and Stoudemire, they couldn't yeah. all stay together for at least a little bit of a run, yeah. but whatever. It, it is what it is, and it led to uh, what we saw back in uh, 2019 here, of course, going with the championship to the Toronto Raptors. Now, uh, one more question here for you, Rod, and I'll, I'll let you go, but Canadian basketball does have some pretty decent talent these days, right, in the NBA. you got the likes of, you know, Jamal Murray, who was incredible to watch in these past playoffs. Uh, a couple Canadians that have gone first overall recently, right, with Anthony Bennett and Andrew Wiggins. R.J. Barrett looks like the real deal in New York now, and, and i got to bring up Kelly Olynyk's name because I'm hearing Kamloops. So, uh, do you see this talent pool even hey, existing. NBA, NBA, NBA finalist, NBA final. Absolutely, finalist. absolutely. Do, do you see this talent pool? And a great guy. <laughs> do you see this talent pool even existing if if the NBA never did come north of the border? Honestly, I probably it, it might have, but not with the speed that it did. And I think a, a lot of things happened, Jeff. I think you know the NBA coming, having the Grizzlies in Vancouver, having the Raptors in Toronto suddenly kids are starting to watch. Keep in mind that, you know, 1995 was the same year that Andrew Wiggins was born. You know, that, that you know, that development of those players sitting in the, in the, you know, the upper section in the, what was called the Sprite Zone, their ability to get tickets to watch the game at a very affordable price. You know, and I've talked to so many players through the years, like Tristan Thompson, who used to do it, and, and, and Wiggins and, and Anthony Bennett, and, you know, all of those kids who were able to go to games, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and, and I do think 
the best Canadian in the game right now, Jamal Murray, who might someday be the greatest Canadian. Although, you know, I think the Steve Nash factor also had a lot to do with it. I mm-hmm. think the NBA was huge. I think Vince Carter also kind of had a, a really huge effect because it became popular and kids tried to mimic him in the, in the lots outside. Uh, you know, I, the championship, obviously, the Kawhi Leonard shot and all that stuff, but I do think Steve Nash had a lot to do with it. And I guess the reason behind that is that all of a sudden, you know, this this smallish white point guard, you know, from Victoria, B.C., who, you know, came from a tiny school on the West Coast in Santa Clara, suddenly emerges into the NBA and not, doesn't just win one MVP, he wins two in a row. I think it gave people a chance and especially young kids, hey, if, if that guy can do it, why can't, why can't I? You know, why can't I? I mean, there's one good thing. You can, you can have all of these players play in front of you, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be a great player or make it to the NBA or for, or for young girls to make it to the NCAA or the WNBA. I do believe that Steve Nash, you know, inspired a lot of kids to say, hey, I can do that too. And I think that I can do that too attitude was pervasive and it has been pervasive and by the way you know basketball canada despite the fact that you know we haven't been to the olympics forever you know the the fiba rules you unfortunately we just haven't been able to get you know our best players together the, the programs across canada have been tremendous provincially and you know basketball canada has done an admirable job considering they really don't have the funding mm-hmm. in, in many ways like hockey does or some you know other sports and and I do think it's also the economics of it and the culture of it. The economics of the sport say that, you know, all you need is a ball and a basket, Jeff. And you know, get out there, and that's how you start. And you dream, and the next thing you know, you might be that next Steve Nash or that Jamal Murray or that Kia nurse or whoever that might be. And I, I do think that's happened along that. It just it was a confluence of so many really cool things that happened. And who would have thought that, you know, it all really kind of started 25 years ago with that game on November 3rd in 1995. Actually, you know, really the two games not only the Raptors, but the Grizzlies playing the same night. Rod, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate you doing this. It's nice to take our mind off politics for a moment, especially when sports are hard to come by these days. Yes, thank you. Call me me for the next five hours so I don't have to watch that. All right. Jeff, always a pleasure. Best to the people in Kamloops and uh, all through BC. It's going to be a a long winter. Let's get through it. All right. All right. Have a great night, and we'll, we'll catch up again in the future. You got it. All right, there is the host of the NBA on TSN, Rob Black. Always enjoy having him on the show. 25 years, 1995, that was the first time that both the Vancouver Grizzlies and the Toronto Raptors took the court here in Canada for their inaugural season. So I thought it was a good time to take a chance to look back on 25 years of basketball in Canada.